At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It's been a busy last couple of days in the sports world, which is good for us here on the Nightcap alongside Jonathan Bontobel. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Welcome into the Nightcap. We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to recap a little bit of the NBA Finals action from last night. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks taking game six and becoming your NBA champions. Uh, and already we've got the odds out for yep. futures for next season. A little MLB action going on right now. We'll also have Matt Humans join the show, talking college football. Have Eric Eager from Pro Football Football. Football focus on here. I'll, you know, it's my job to speak, but for whatever reason, oh, trust not me. my forte. Yeah. Why would you hire me for this? Um, as well as Jeff Benson here from the Sportsbook at Circa to get his take on a number of things. And I'm here with the busiest man in the world. <laughs> so how did you make time to come out for a three-hour show from 7 to 10? Well, it's my contract. Oh, okay. So that's pretty much how I carved out the time to get out here and make sure I was going to be here in time. How was the drive from the radio station? So I was going to say from one job to the other. It was yeah. good. It, look, uh, I think it's cool uh, being out here because it has been packed. The, the roads have been jammed. Uh, this circus, absolutely, I, I, was, I was walking in and I was asking myself, I was like, what day is it? Because there's so many people here. So it is cool to see the city alive a little bit more right after what's been happening in the last few years and seeing people burn money in our wonderful town. Um, so the drive was a pain, but it was all very much worth it Good. considering that uh, we are going to, I guess, um, Benefit from all of these people. Yes, no question. I know you were at home watching the NBA Finals game last night, but here it was popping like crazy. The Circa Sportsbook was off the chain. There were so many people here. We saw Bucks fans crying in the corner. Get they out were of here, so really? swear. Um, they were so invested, wearing jerseys, wearing those beer hats on their heads. It was it was a lot, but it was a ton of fun. And obviously, like I said, the Bucks do take home that 2021 NBA championship. They cover the five point spread. The under 
220 and a half hits. Um, but just for people who weren't with us last night when you did join the show to talk with us, what's just your initial thoughts as soon as that game ended? I think, well, I think it's Giannis, right? Like, it, it's got to be Giannis. It, it's, it's the path that they took to get here. When you're talking about the knee bending in the direction that it did in the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and thinking that he wasn't going to play, I didn't think he was going to play. Right, like I said it on one of the the podcast episodes for Harvard Handicappers, I thought it was going to be a Kawhi situation where every day we're like maybe, and then and he sure enough he gets you know ruled out. That was incredible what he was able to do in a closeout game, and then you get all the other things, right? You know, you get Mike Budenholzer who deserved criticism at times throughout his career for being so rigid and not adjusting, making massive adjustments, and then get to this point, right? Guys like Chris Middleton who had some very up and down mm-hmm. performances throughout his career, but has always been a rock solid playoff performer. Finally, get it done too. Drew Holiday, remember. Drew Holiday in the playoff game, Stormy, from game one all the way up through, we'll call it like game five of the Eastern Conference Finals, had been awful, right? He had just been flat out bad. His numbers were on par with Eric Bledsoe, who they traded away for Drew Holiday <laughs> yeah. because they thought it was going to be better than that. And so then Drew Holiday becoming, you know, this massive force defensively. Uh, you know, the takeaway I was talking about, I am generally a pessimistic person and negative, and I, I like to find, you know, the, not the bad, but I just always like to find a way to not like something. Yesterday was hard not to like what you watched unfold yesterday. Okay, I got to follow up on that because that was the first thing that I could think of just watching the postgame ceremonies unfold and the likability not only of Giannis and what he brings to the table Mm -hmm. with his story, but just the team as a whole. Like, for whatever reason, they were a group that you wanted to root for when push came to shove. Obviously, Phoenix Suns had a variety of wonderful storylines as well. You know, nobody really had been in this type of a situation before, but that cast of characters was one that you wanted to root for. Yeah, Suns and Four guy kind of killed me. You know what nah. I mean? So I was kind of, I was a little, a little bit, a little bit more on the side of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. Crazy, uh, crazy eyes, Bobby Portis, right? Like all of the different storylines that woke. How into about the him Milwaukee with 16 Bucks. points? Like right. what? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like and that, like it, it was, it was a really neat thing to see. And then just like you know, Giannis and especially all the stuff afterwards going to Chick-fil-A, like all those things. He's just a super likable dude. Like the story of growing up and, you know, what he had to do as a child to help his family get by. The one story that came back, I don't know if you saw this on social media, was from a couple of years ago that one year he went out to go send his uh, family money and he sent them too much and didn't have fare for a cab back home. And so he's running back home in the winter in a windbreaker. And, of course, he gets picked up by somebody. and take it. Like it's just, yeah. it was, He's a really cool guy. So it's a, it's a likable dude and likable story. It's really cool in that video that's been going around as well of him when he was younger, saying, like, right? what do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, I want to play in the NBA. NBA but player, like, that's it. NBA player, that's yep. all. Really, really cool. Um, special storylines, no question. And that's something we're going to continue to talk about here on the Nightcap. Welcome back into the nightcap. JVT and Stormy Bonantoni here with you at Circa Sports talking all things NBA Finals right now. Um, just talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo and the historic performance that he was ultimately able to put on in Game 6. 50 points, 14 rebounds, 5 blocks, a pair of assists, 17 for 19 yep. from, the ni- from the line, all while... We weren't even sure if he was going to be able to play in this series whatsoever. So just really cool to follow him. But I just can't get over how rough he was from the foul line coming into mm-hmm. this game and the way that he was able to deliver in crunch time. And he even talked about it in his post game. Like, everybody said I couldn't make free throws. I made them when it mattered. Yeah, Chris Ball even had the weird comments, right? Like, everybody expects him to miss it, even him. Uh, and you're right. So in this series as a whole, you know, he shoots 61% from the free throw line. And as you saw, the, you know, as you saw the series progress, and actually, let me see, make sure I have the correct. No, he shot 62% from the free throw line. Uh, but... 
and even the last game, right? Four of 11 from the free throw line yep. in game six, or excuse me, in game five uh, in Phoenix. But 17 of 19, 89%. And you look at throughout, he should remember, he shot 49% of the free throw line against Atlanta, 42% against the Brooklyn Nets. He was god awful, just god awful. But then he gets to the line 19 times and hits 17 of them. You know, I am very logic-based when it comes to my analysis, right? Like, I like analytics. I like logic when it comes to something. I want something tangible to back up why I feel a certain way. But there are times, in sports especially, sometimes greatness just, like, happens. And sometimes a great player like Giannis Antetokounmpo can overcome a weakness when there is something bigger on the line. And at that point, right, it was a championship. And it was, you know what? Like, Drew Holiday, you're going to have a bad shooting day. Chris Middleton, hey, you're going to be a little uneven. We are winning today, and I don't care what you say about it. And, like, that was part of it, what he did. It was it was really neat, man. Even if I have to put the team on my back right. and score nearly half of the points for my team right. in this game, we're going to win this game. He ultimately is your MVP of the finals. And look at the odds before the playoffs. He was 10-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, You got the best value for him probably after game two when they were down 0-2 to the Suns. Um, so if you got in early, props to you because before game six, uh, $4 price is probably not worth doing. Oh, yeah, laying that. Point. And you see, and if I remember correctly, so it was game one, they lose in big fashion, and he's got like 20 points and 19 rebounds. Like, it wasn't great. And I think he was in the range of like five or six to one after game one because Chris Paul had an amazing game in game one. It was right off the heels of the Western Conference Finals performance and the close of the Clippers. So Paul, uh, Paul vaulted up the standings, but there was still the tentative nature behind the market in terms of what they're going to think about Giannis and what, what he was going to be going forward. So after game one, it seemed like you could have gotten around in the range of like a six to one or so. Then he goes nuts in game two for one of those 40-point performances in the series. And then you saw the odds kind of come right back in the range of like 253 to one or something like that. And then it just progressively carried on from there. But yeah, it was after game one where you looked at it. You see, yeah, you see the title odds at least. But for him, in terms of finals MVP, it was right after game one was that sweet spot where you looked at it and you were like, all right, if you're going to play it, maybe it's in that range. And there's always that other aspect of it too, which was if you were going to play Milwaukee at any point in the series when they were down, it wasn't bet Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. The meteor price was always on Giannis mm-hmm. from games like one through like four to win finals MVP as opposed to betting the Bucks to win the series. So in general in this series, I'm curious to you. Mm-hmm. Because we're on Giannis right now, and obviously, you know, he said he took the Supermax deal last year to stay in Milwaukee so that he was not a distraction this year, so that he's not a free agent. It's not anything you have to worry about. He chose to stay there. He chose not to go out and build a super team somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just the currency of your respect, is this championship worth more? I mean, so I so this goes this, back to my pessimistic side. Okay. Um, I, I was talking about this sarcastically earlier. I finally remember the day in which they drafted Drew Holiday, right? Like, well, no, they actually traded for Drew Holiday in a mega deal in the offseason, right? Um, Bobby Portis, we mentioned Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis wasn't drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, little things like that where I, I tend to get a little like, eh, like, look, Giannis was drafted and developed by the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton acquired very early in his career, of course, and was a central piece around this as well. But any team, as you look at them constructed, they're always going to dip into the free agent pool to get a little bit better. They're always going to make acquisitions to get a little bit better. And while maybe we can call them like a, you know, a non-super team, they did go trade multiple draft picks and players to go get the guy who was a clear upgrade in Drew Holiday. Yeah, okay. Every team does have to make moves. Right. It's not exclusive to the super teams. I'm just saying that... Mm-hmm. Those are usually the more dynamite players. Like the Bucks' big three are not a big three in my mind. Right. I was talking about yeah. this and yesterday. Like it's very different. You're right, that's fair. Me. And like when you look, like like it's very rare to see the guy. Like the Warriors were the last ones to do it, right? The Warriors. People consider them a super team. You forget that they're homegrown, right? Clay mm-hmm. Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, all drafted, developed by the league or by that team that they played for. Same thing with Giannis, right? Like to your point. 
Giannis was drafted, developed. He was, you know, whatever pick he was, I can't remember, deeper in the first round of the NBA draft. And not many people thought when he was coming in that he was going to be what he is now. And then you cultivate him as a player. You build around him. He sticks around, right, to do it in that small market. And ultimately, you get to the championship. So I can understand totally why it's, it's a little bit more of a sweeter story. Because it's not, hey, Kevin Durant, I just got eliminated in, you know, seven <laughs> games by the Golden State Warriors. Let me go join this amazing team and yeah. win a couple of titles. Yeah, come hang out with me. Let's right. be friends. Yeah. And so I don't know if... Blame is the right word, but when we look at the Phoenix Suns, I, I just do kind of want to frame it this way. Is there blame to place on why they were unable to ultimately get this done? So I don't know if it's, you know, you never want to say blame, right? But I think it's, there was a, I, there's just, to me, there was a flaw in which they played basketball, the style in which they played basketball. So for example, one of the things that the Bucks did really well was they just slaughtered them in transition, especially off of live rebounds. Well, the Suns were the last transition defense in the NBA in the regular season. They were worse. They were 30th. Part of that is the way that they play, camping guys out in the corners. You know, when you have two guys in the corner, well, you got three that can get back in defense, and sometimes you get exploited in transition. But the other part of it is it's a style that you play offensively. So, for example, when you're taking, the Suns were, they, I always flip this, but they were fourth in terms of frequency of mid-range shots. They were first in terms of shooting on mid-range shots. So jump shooting team, and it, it worked. Chris Paul's a really elite mid-range scorer. We saw Devin Booker multiple times in this series score at a really high clip in that area of the floor. But when you're missing those shots, Stormy, those lead to longer rebounds. That means that anybody can grab that. And so the Bucks are snatching long rebounds. They're getting out in transition, and they're killing them in that regard. And on the other side, you get Milwaukee, who dominated within four feet of the basket, right? It was, we're going to score inside, and we are going to attack the glass. Yeah, go to the rim. Right. And when you're, when you're attempting layups as opposed to long jumpers, those are easier to gang rebound and put back, which is why they killed them on the offensive glass. They killed them in second chance points. They killed them in transition. And I just thought when you watch the Suns play, they were still a good team. But what got them was the flaw in the way mm -hmm. that they were constructed. And you were asking a team that was the worst in transition defense, be better in transition defense. <laughs> you were asking a team that finished last in frequency of attempts at the rim, shoot more at the rim. And those are just things that you just can't really get over when it's game five, game six of the NBA Finals, you know? And even with all that said, they were still in striking distance right. with just a couple minutes to go in this game. Chris Paul, obviously, it would have been very cool to see him be able to get things done, to get a ring, 16 seasons in the NBA, and unable to kind of reach that ultimate Climax, which I'm just trying to do the different <laughs> word, but what are you going to do? But it's been reported yeah. that he plans to turn down his player option. What do you think happens with him? He's going to come back. Like yeah. it's, it's just it, we know this, right? It's all right. Turn down the option, get the longer extension, get some a little bit more money out of it. All of those things. He might meet with a couple of teams, but I would say, like, if you're Chris Paul and you're looking at the landscape of where you're going to potentially go. Are you just gonna? Are you going to leave the team that you just got to the NBA Finals with, or are you going to go try this one more time? Are you going to go to your fourth team in as many seasons, yeah. right? You, you Rockets, the Thunder, the Suns, and now you're going to go with your fourth team here and try to do this one more time. There's a chance that maybe he turns it down, right, and goes to a team. Uh, let's say it is the Miami Heat, for example, that could use a point guard like him. If he goes to Miami and gives it like one last crack to see if he can do something there. But I just think when you look at it, like it makes a lot of sense, given the connection with Monty Williams, given what they just did, that he's probably going to come back to Phoenix. Talking to Amal Shaw on the program yesterday, he said for him that he just thinks the Suns' window is closed at this point, that they're not going to be able to come back and reach this point that they did this season. Do you agree or disagree with that thought process? Their odds to come back and um, be able to potentially win an NBA championship next year is 14-1. to So I wouldn't say it's closed. But I, I think those odds are not representative of the path that they'll potentially have to take, right? So you should probably, if you want to bet the Suns, I would say you need to bet find longer odds. And maybe you wait in the regular season, whatever it's going to be. But let's just think, 
about the path that they took this year, right? In a playoff run, you're not going to avoid Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray, and Kawhi Leonard again, right? That's not to take away from the run. It's just logic. You, all three of those guys are not going to be hurt in one playoff run yet again. The Lakers are going to come back. They're going to be healthy, and whatever they add to their team, because there's a lot of guys that are free agents, they're going to still be very good. Kawhi Leonard, he's got this ACL injury. He will be back after the um, uh, what's the the All Star break. Mm-hmm. He'll be there for the postseason, so he's going to be healthy. And I assume he's going to be with the Clippers. I'm going to say like 99. percent Say that was another question right, I have yeah. for you at some point. Um, so we can get to the details of that. <laughs> uh, but then you get the Denver Nuggets, who like story for me were going to be my team to win the NBA Finals if they were healthy going into the postseason, but they weren't. But remember, they got Aaron Gordon at the trade deadline. Jamal Murray was out for an ACL injury. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. hurt his back at the beginning of that series, and you have the reigning MVP. And then we haven't even talked about the Utah Jazz, who were the one over, the first mm-hmm. overall seed, right? The fact that Luka Doncic is still in that conference. The Zion Williamson yeah. and the Pelicans could be better, too. So I just I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it's, it's closed, but it's definitely going to be a lot harder to navigate that path. Oh, and we haven't mentioned that the Warriors are getting Klay Thompson back and could mm-hmm. be somewhat like the team that was making all those runs to the NBA Finals. So not closed, but it's definitely not as open as like the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference the way it stands right now. Well, let's continue a little bit of that NBA Futures talk then while we're on it. The Nets plus 225 to go ahead and win the NBA title next year. Lakers plus 450. Bucks to repeat plus 800. Warriors, as you just mentioned, 12 to 1. Who knows what... Clay Thompson's going to look like, though, after coming off of an ACL and Achilles. But James Wiseman's a player. Obviously, Curry, we know what he has done. Um, If you had to pick one to win next season, who is it? So it's always, you never, I would always argue that, like, for futures, especially in a sport like basketball, you know, you never really want to invest this early on because you can can always. I'm 100% right. Because you can, and like, even even a team like the Nets, for example, right? So I think the Nets are the best team. If they're fully healthy, if everybody's on the floor together, I don't think there's anybody beating the Brooklyn Nets. But, they're going to be a two-to-one all season long. Mm-hmm. So I could sit back and just wait until the postseason starts and then grab them there or bet them series to series. But if I, if I am betting a team right now, if, I, like, if I'm looking at the board, for example, I think a team like the Denver Nuggets should probably be ahead of the Los Angeles Clippers, should probably be in the range of the Utah Jazz because in, we don't know exactly when Jamal Murray is going to be healthy and ready to go. But that team, when they were operating at their peak, when Aaron, when Aaron Gordon and everybody were together, that was one of the most dangerous teams in the NBA. And I think that 20 to 1 is a little bit longer than the, what they really should be. And you can shop around, maybe get in the range. But if like 25 to 1, something like that, that would be one price on Denver that would tempt me to at least invest this early. Because I think the Nuggets are a really good team. And I don't think they're worse than the 76ers, the Clippers, again, without Kawhi Leonard at the beginning mm-hmm. of the series, the Jazz or the Suns. So it's funny, like even just from yesterday when the initial odds were put up, some of them are changed from what I just listed that I had from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing has changed. So how does that work with the books? How do they just change things on a whim? In terms of their team? Just in terms of, like, the Bucks were plus 800 yesterday yeah. as soon as the, the finals were over, and now they're plus 900. It depends on, you know, li- liability, <laughs> like if bets get taken in, uh, you, know, you can adjust on air to match the market, anything like that. Uh, it also depends on the shop that you're looking at, too. So it's probably just a little tweak, but, you know, the Bucks are in a really good spot. The, the Let's just say Damian Lillard stays where he's at. I think they're better than the Philadelphia 76ers. In don't know if they're better than the Brooklyn Nets. I think that the Nets are the better team there. But if you just did like the matchup standpoint, you got Drew Holiday to take care of Kyrie Irving or James Harden. You have a Chris Middleton type who's a really good rangey defender. You can bring back P.J. Tucker if you want. Giannis is the defensive player of the year. You can kind of match up with Brooklyn. So they're at least the second best team in the Eastern Conference as it stands right now. So they're in a pretty good spot. And from a payroll perspective, if I remember correctly, pretty much everybody's locked in for next mm-hmm. year. And keep in mind, too, you know, we have all these conversations about asterisks and health and things like that. 
Dante DiVincenzo wasn't playing for this team. He's a really important piece. You'd assume he's going to be back as well. So uh, I would say the Bucs, like they're in a very good position to do this again. I know you're a Clippers guy, so I did want to talk about yeah. Kawhi a little bit. Um, there were some odds out there whether or not he's going to return. It seemed like the Knicks... Um, we're plus 300 to snag him. Maybe the Mavericks. Always the but... Knicks. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> um, but no, like, obviously, he's a San Diego State guy. Mm-hmm. He loves being in Southern California. Like, to me, it makes perfect sense. You said 99% that he's coming back. Is yeah. that yeah. what it is? I, I think so. Look, so he's one, you mentioned all the ties, right? Anecdotally, he has with the area. The other is, again, this is not going to take away from the Phoenix Suns run. If Kawhi Leonard's on that team, they are smoking the Phoenix Suns. They're, they're winning that series, and so if that's yeah. if you're Kawhi Leonard, yeah, two games away from the finals, right? Then, you're yeah. watching a team that was two games away from the finals, and you're watching that you're going, hey, if I'm on this team, we're in the finals, right? So I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, and just think about it from the other perspective. Yeah, like again, he he's got the player option. He'll decline it. He wants another con- a bigger contract, the extension. Maybe he sends a representative to meet with the other teams. Maybe the Heat make a run at him. I know the Mavericks were reportedly to make a run at it. I told myself I'd make a run in a million dollars by the time I was 25. It didn't really happen. I tried, but it didn't happen. And I, and I think it's kind of the same thing here, too, you know? That's great. I do know, because um, I'm a San Diego State alum as well. You are, yeah. His favorite restaurant in the world is Trujillo's down on Montezuma Mesa. So just feed really? him a ton of <laughs> yeah. that. Say, hey, buddy, you got to stay here. Simple as that. Um, Dame Dalla, though, because we did bring him up as well with the Trail Blazers. The biggest question of the offseason, really, does he stay or does he go? What at the core is his is his issue, uh, aside well, from not winning? Well, I think it's uh, that's it's part of it, right? But I think, so if you're looking at Portland, for example, you know, there's a flaw with the team. They're, they're not good defensively. It's, it's funny because we've had two seasons now. The bubble, remember, they made that massive run. They make it in as the eighth seed, and everybody's all excited. And, you know, their offense is incredible, not realizing that if you looked at them statistically, they were barely winning these games mm-hmm. because their defense was so bad. Their offense was historic. So They're is this on... an effort thing? No, I think anything? it's a, like, look, Damian Lillard's not a good defender, so he he takes some blame in this. CJ McCollum's not really a good defender. They added in the offseason Robert Covington because they thought that was going to help things out. They were in the running for Aaron Gordon because they thought they were going to help things out. Nurkic is good, but then you look at the rest of their roster, right? You know, when at the time, you had Gary Trent Jr., Anthony Simons. They're just not really good defensive pieces. So there's a flaw in which the way this team is constructed. Really high level in terms of offense, but also very low floor in terms of your defense. And it makes you a team that has disappointing outings and you're losing series to a team like the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. who are missing their second best player. So they, they just got to change up the roster, it looks like. we got about 30 seconds here, but I do want to pull up on the screen those MVP odds really quickly because Damian Lillard is in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Luka is our favorite. Anybody you like real quickly? I mean, it, it, the first thought would be like a Jason Tatum type. Mm-hmm. He's going to play an entire season. The Celtics is going to be pretty solid and he's a really good player. Uh, but outside of that, look, Jokic is going to be pretty live for repeat if he's going to be doing what he's doing. He's a historic player, 15 to 1. Awesome. We'll talk more hoops throughout the course of the show. But when we come back, we're going to see what's cracking with the Kraken. Stay with us on the nightcap. They had their expansion draft earlier today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. the nightcap stormy bonantoni and jonathan von tobel with you and earlier today the nhl's newest expansion franchise had their expansion draft the seattle crack and officially finally has players the list was submitted to the nhl earlier today but given the nature of social media and everything like that we pretty much knew everybody that was going to mm-hmm. be on the team before espn had the chance to announce any of them but um, just a really cool day or in sports in general to know that that franchise is on the books it's happening, and we already have odds for them as yeah. well. Yeah, so and I'm, this is your wheelhouse. You cover the National Hockey League, so I, I'm really curious your thoughts because my untrained eye, and I, I texted Andy McNeil, who covers the NHL for us as well, you know, looking at it, and it's funny because I was going, I went back to this year's standings, like, oh, wait, no, this is a shortened season. Go, let's go back to last Oh, wait, no, that doesn't count. So mm-hmm. I had all the, was it 20, 2018, 2019 yep. season to get an idea of like what uh, a 94 and a half point total would look like. And it's a playoff team, essentially, the Kraken. And that, I just wonder from your perspective, looking at this roster, if you look at this and go, oh, 94 and a half shaded to the over, is that something? Look, because my eye initially looks at 94 and a half, and I go back to out here. The year of hashtag not a major. That year of the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights when they lost to the, the San Jose Sharks, they had 93 points that mm-hmm. year. And so that gives you an idea of the level of team. And so I just feel like, is this shaded a little higher given the new rules of the expansion draft and what we saw from the Vegas Golden Knights the first few years? Because I tend to think that it's high. And this is something that we can get into when Jeff Benson joins yeah. us a lot too, but I 100% am with you. Like I saw that number and I think even the Golden Knights inaugural year when they went on that historic 
run in the regular season and in the postseason to ultimately get to that cup final, they had 109 points in the regular season, and that was a ton. Yeah. So to think that another expansion franchise can do that, in my mind, is really tough. We looked at the roster that they ultimately did lay out today in their announcement, and, you know, there aren't a lot of names on that list that really stand out. There's not, like, your superstar. There are, um, you know, the Mark Giordano from the Calgary Flames, who's a former eight-year captain with them, been with that team for 15 years, approaching 1,000 games, great leader, Mm -hmm. also 37 years old, on the downward side of his career. So the names that you do see on that list, none of them are particularly huge names. And so it's not really like they went out here to make a splash. They didn't have, um, you know, just one of those marquee players. They didn't go ahead and ultimately try to get a Carey Price, who, as we learned earlier this week, has potential to have knee surgery. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's a $10.5 million cap hit. Um, But, like, that's a name that would make a splash. Going out and getting potentially unrestricted free agent Gabe Landeskog because he's having difficulties in his negotiations with the Colorado Avalanche. And there's still time, of course, um, if they do want to make some moves. They have until the 28th to be able to do some things. But um, there were no trades today, which is very different from what the Golden Knights did in their expansion draft. Um, So, yeah, I think that that number is very high. And I think a lot of that has to do with the miracle season that the Golden Knights did have and how right. sports books were shaken in their boots a little bit at people, however many people went and just put $100 down on the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup and yeah. they nearly had to pay those out. Well, and like one, I was talking um, with uh, one of my colleagues, Steve Cofield, who works out here, uh, who you know, and in one global shop had it as low as in the range, like 67, 68, 69, like somewhere in that mm-hmm. range in terms of a point total mm-hmm. for this team. And then now you see like the, the widely available yeah. number of 94 and a half. And granted, right, you know, the limit's going to be low on, on these numbers like something like this. And you don't know what the team looks like. So you're setting it ex- pretty low at that point. But that's obviously a pretty big leap from what the, from one of the first numbers we saw to where we're at right now. Uh, and again, just looking around and just kind of doing the whole lick in the finger and testing. And <laughs> it seems like it's going to be a quality team. And the other thing you can speak to this better too is the division that the Rams are not great. And no. I think that also yeah. helps, right? If, if you have a quality team, you're going to be able to come in and make some sort of impact just because of the teams that are below your division, right? Yeah. It, Pacific Division is weird. And so I guess before, to lead up to that for fans of the National Hockey League, people that are just considering potentially setting it next year, the division are going to normal next year. So this year, with the COVID season, everything is a little bit different. The Golden had the Colorado Avalanche, the Minnesota Wild, and um, uh, the St. Louis Blues, mm-hmm. their division, normally. Their ship not going to have to worry about that more with the current sliding in the Pacific. There's a Coyotes going to the Central. So that's changing things up a lot. And in that Pacific division, you have three California teams who have been brutal the past year. They're not really expected to do a lot there either. Um, I'd say the top two dogs are going to be the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they're projected to win the division once again. And the Edmonton Oilers, obviously, with their MVP. So beyond that, there's a ton of question marks in that division. Yeah, and so that's, again, we'll, we'll talk with Jeff, but I think it's yeah. partly, partly part of it too, right? When you look at that is mm-hmm. maybe they can snag some extra points and wins because, of course, the division and the bad teams that are with. I just don't know if it's that many. Mm-hmm. We will have to wait and see, though. We'll continue this conversation with the Kraken when we come back, get into some Stanley Cup futures as well. So make sure you stick with us on the Nightcap. Storm Bond, Tony and JVT.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the College of Pro Football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Everything you could want. Each guide, only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both and early. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back here on the Nightcap and throughout the course of the show. We'll be talking plenty of college football and the NFL right now, though. We are hockey central on the nightcap because the 32nd franchise in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken, had their expansion draft earlier today. Getting into a little bit of their odds, Stormy Bonantoni and Jonathan Von Tobel with you. And we do know 
what their season, regular season mm -hmm. opener is going to be against. I mean, we are here in Vegas, uh, your Vegas Golden Knights. And the odds are up. October 12th at T-Mobile Arena, VGK favored minus 280. And I mean, I, I think that's pretty appropriate given. I, I, you, what was your projected line on it, that? Let's just say it was under $2. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not great at Well, I mean, I, it looked like just it, my, my logic was, 94 and a half point total, like 40, 30 to one odds, depending on where high. you shop. Like, hey, it seemed like it was they a respected club, $2, like something like that. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a little off. So I will uh, I will not be analyzing the NHL at a very high level anytime soon. No, you're good. The total on that one, five and a half. And again, that's October 12th at T-Mobile Arena. Shaded to the over. Am I right? Yes. Am I right on that? There you okay, go. There you go. There you go. Um, but I do, I think the NHL sometimes is just so good when it comes to stuff like that. Just like, um, my first year working with the team right after the hashtag not a major game one out the gates, they closed the preseason oh, right, against yeah. the San Jose Sharks. So came around, yeah. And then the opener was against none other than San Jose. And now you have the two youngest franchises in the NHL going head to head. And fair or unfair, these are two teams that are going to be compared to each other nonstop based. I mean, even just starting in the way that they unveiled their logo and deciding their names and now in their expansion draft process, that's all everybody is really looking to right now. Yeah, and they'll be compared going forward. And, you know, we can talk about the the anecdotes in terms of National Hockey League fandom and, right, being gifted a team because of the favorable rules that help you out as an expansion franchise. Uh, but, yeah, they'll, they'll always be kind of lock and step with one another mm -hmm. as we go forward because they're just the two latest expansion franchises. And I, I think it'll be interesting to compare, too, because – just in terms of like building a team, roster construction, all of these things, the path that the Seattle Kraken now take over the next few years is also going to be compared to the path that the Knights took right, to get to this point. And, you know, you, I would assume that if you're in Seattle, you're looking at what happened to Vegas and you're expecting consistent playoff performances, like right, like right off the bat, all of those things. And I think it is very, I think it is very underrated what the Vegas Golden Knights franchise and that front office has done from the get. Mm -hmm. To allow, like, to put this team to where it's at, to be one of the more respected franchises, highly power-rated franchises in the National Hockey League, so early uh, in its tenure. So, yeah, I've, I'm really interested to see from a story standpoint and how this team works out what they're going to look like as they move forward. Yeah, and the Golden Knights were extremely aggressive, as you said, year after year. It seems like every free agency period they've landed some sort of a big fish or a name that's been talked about. The people that they've brought in. How about kicking the guys out, like, right? Like, oh, yeah. Gerard Gohan, like, yeah, you took us far. We're moving on, buddy. That, yeah. Like, like, the, like the, anything. Like, if you're... If you are not along the same path that we are on, if we feel that we are, you know, you, your time has been served, whatever it is, we are moving on. And mm -hmm. look at all the great franchises that you talk about. In, in the New England Patriots are that way in terms of the cut root or the cut cutthroat nature. If I could get through that, see, I can't talk either. Right, <laughs> We're just, in this together, right? Like it just, it's it's about being great. And if mm -hmm. you don't fall in line with that in our plans, then we just got to go. And like, okay. it's pretty commendable what Vegas has done to be again always third, fourth choice on the okay. odds board to win a title. No question. In Seattle, um, we'll see what they're able to do. They had their expansion draft today. We referenced some of the names that came in and the names that they didn't take ultimately that um, were available, but it makes sense. They still have to work out a roster. They have to have fourth line pieces. They have to have a defensive unit. They have to make mm -hmm. things work under the cap, um, and they still have time if they want to ultimately make more moves. Um, but I, I just still think it's interesting that despite, even before 
they ever had a single player on their roster. Their Stanley Cup odds were 40 to 1, better than 10 other teams in the NHL that do have established players. So um, I'm curious how much action that will get, genuinely, because you do look at, like, why not throw some money down on the expansion team and see if they can make an another historic run? Like, for me, it's one of those things where it's probably not going to happen, but boy, if it does. Yeah, and, and you know, sharper betters, right, hardcore hockey analysts and whatnot that are, are monitoring these markets and these teams will probably dabble if they feel like there's an edge one way or the other. You know, our, our hockey analyst, Andy McNeil, I texted him. He actually told me that 94.5 seemed like a, a relatively fair point total. Given the given the look over the roster, so uh, there are going to be people who are going to get involved if they they feel like they are uh, they have an edge one way or the other. But there's also going to be the people like they were out here. They're like, hey, it's my team. Let me go put yeah. some money down on it. And I think the books are going to get it. a lot of money just so that they can have frame tickets for a lot of people mm -hmm. that want to be able to say that they had the opportunity to bet on their new team. And I I don't know if you had the opportunity to catch any of the expansion draft. And while so much of the information was already out there, they still made it a show. It was it was really fun. They had the big names. They had the Marshawn Lynch, Gary Payton. Like yep. it was any anybody with a tie to Seattle that was a celebrity, whether they were in person or over Zoom, they were at the event. Yeah, and and you know I think what is going to hurt the like the overall like um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is the sentimental like mm -hmm. bets. Right is the fact that you got to go to uh, like to different jurisdictions to make those bets, and so that might hurt in terms of getting those tickets out there in the open. You know, we can talk uh, oh, to when we talk to odds makers about that first year with Vegas. There were a lot of those sentimental tickets that were made. I think Vinny made the joke too when I talked to him. You know, you had a bunch of people betting over sixty whatever points it was, and they were like, "I'm going to frame this." And then by the time they're winning, you know, they're getting hundred points in their first season. You're like. I'm gonna take this off the wall and yeah. see if maybe this is worth cashing. Like, so yeah, it's gonna I be need very this after all. right. So that they'll go from there'll be people who place the sentimental tickets, and then once you realize that hey, maybe this ticket's worth some money, then you actually start to get some of that liability built up, and you see something happen. So money changes things. You know? It does a little bit. Um, and so as I said, the Kraken forty to one odds. The Colorado Avalanche, your odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup next year at plus six hundred. President's Trophy winners from a year ago. I mean, we might as well just continue talking about the Golden Knights as well. They're plus 850, and they tied for that President's Trophy, but ultimately the Avs had the tiebreaker. The Golden Knights actually the only team in the NHL in this unique 56-game season to surpass or to reach, excuse me, the 40-win mark this year. So um, should be interesting there. We're still waiting to see what moves, um, if any, they ultimately do make aside from losing their first ever draft pick. Cody Glass traded him over to Nashville and in return got Nolan Patrick. Um, plenty more to come on the NHL, though, throughout the course of the show. And um, coming up next, we're going to have Jeff Benson come yep. in here. And finally, we told you we were going to ask him a number of questions. Now we get the opportunity uh, to, JVT. In person. FaceTime. In person. FaceTime. I'm still trying to figure out, like, who came up with the idea for the name FaceTime because they nailed it. That's pretty brillant. Like, you paid millions of what? dollars for it. Retire on it. I need to come up with something. Somebody help me. Get on, get on Twitter. Help me come up with something. I'll split everything with you. Stay with us on the nightcap. We got plenty more coming up. Don't go anywhere on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Instant match searches.
sift through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit as we welcome you back into Circus Sports and the Nightcap. Stormy Bonantoni and JVT with you and our special guest, speaking of the Circus Sportsbook, operations manager here at Circa, Jeff Benson. So nice to have somebody in studio. We were talking about that before we came in. We went through a whole year of not yeah. being able to actually talk to people, so thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me and looking forward to uh, discussing the NBA and uh, everything else that's on the board currently. Yeah, I guess that is where we should start. How'd you guys make out? Yeah, last night was uh, a, a good result for us. You know, all credit to uh, to Matt Metcalf. You know, he booked the, uh, uh, the NBA futures for us this year. Um, and the amount of right that we saw, uh, you know, specifically... Um, on some of the top teams like the Lakers and the Nets, especially the two-way action, with uh, given that we offer the yes/no, um, you know, you can bet on a team to win the title and a team not to win the title. Um, you know, those were two of our bigger liabilities. Um, but uh, we, we ended up winning to both the Suns and the Bucks. Um, but the Bucks was actually a better result for us. Um, and uh, we, we had some sharp play on plus four and a half uh, last night as well. So uh, the Bucks went in by seven, uh, avoiding that three-pointer, falling there late in the game. Uh, overall, the, uh, the game and then obviously the, uh, the season-long futures uh, went really well for us. Yeah, those two-way markets, uh, i got to assume, because a lot of the operators that you talked to, the Suns were kind of a, not, not a nightmare might be strong, but the Suns were a really strong liability for a lot of books because there were a lot of people betting them when they were like 20-1, to 31, whatever it was. Uh, so you guys weren't that big on on Phoenix in terms of that happening for you, huh? No, like I said, a lot of, a lot of our play was on uh, the Lakers. Uh, yeah. The Nets were very, very popular as well. Uh, and then once we got deeper into the playoffs, like Atlanta was really bad for us as well. So uh, overall, good result for us in the future. Both. How was how was handle on a series like this? There's a lot of this. This series is boring. This series sucks. So what was it like for you guys? To, to, to be honest, the, the right was really, really good given the fact that, you know, Phoenix came out, looked really well, and, and I think there was a lot of uncertainty at the beginning, obviously, with what was going to happen with Giannis, how effective he was going to be. We saw a lot of people shorting him in the MVP market. Uh, so, you know, for the MVP pool, uh, Giannis ending up winning it was very good for us. But uh, somebody asked me on Twitter today, uh, what we opened uh, after was 2-0. Uh, Matt still liked the Bucks, even down 2-0. So we were shorter than the market. We opened minus 455 on the Suns, plus 365 on the take back uh, after game two with uh, the Bucks heading back to Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, we certainly saw a little bit of play still there on the Suns. And uh, obviously the series price ended up being well for us uh, in addition to those season-long futures, like I mentioned. And a fun thing about all this is that as soon as the season is over, turn around and get ready for next year. Are you guys taking any money in yet on the 22 final? 22 finals we'll start building uh the future pool uh obviously for next year you know here in the coming weeks but obviously you know the nets bringing back their core three and um obviously the lakers with ad and lebron you know there's not going to be a ton of what looks to be you know key free agents out there um obviously you know clay thompson coming back for the golden state warriors you'd think they'd be you know top four or five in the uh the odds when you look at the future pool yeah damian lillard i think would be the only name that really swings things for you right john collins is a great player but landing him in free agency ain't going to change much yeah and then obviously you know potentially where you know ben simmons goes yep. things like that but uh you know Kawhi's is probably going to go back to the clippers things like that there's not a ton of names in the free agency market this year yes yes told you 99 percent 99 yeah 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 well hey now that like nhl is done nba is done what kind of handle are we getting on college football, NFL, all of that's right around the corner? Yeah, so for us, obviously, you know, having the lowest hold, uh, 
you know, in the world, or at least in, in Vegas on our golf futures. Golf's very, very popular here at Circus Sports. Um, you know, obviously, baseball's kind of the king uh, thing right now, mm -hmm. given that, uh, you know, the other three major sports are done. Uh, but as we gear up for, for football, uh, we'll start to put out our college football markets, a lot of these NFL markets, you know, regular season uh, wins are already up. But in terms of coach of the year, MVP, things like that, you'll start to see those rolling out here in the coming weeks. Uh, how did you guys do on the British with Colin Morikawa? Basically broke even. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, the best result. Uh, we, we were we did well to John Rahm. Uh, Louie was a small loser. Um, so when we went into it the last day, obviously, uh, Spieth was uh, not very good for us. Um, I so, had Spieth, too. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, I, th I think we, we took some action there at 22 to 1. Uh, kind of drifted down there a little bit, and I think we closed somewhere in the neighborhood of 19 to 1. Um, but for us, uh, Morikawa... Spieth and Ustase and Morikawa was the was the best result of those three, but basically break even for us. I felt so bad for Louis Ustase, and he was leading after yeah. every round. Didn't wear brown. Story of his life. Yeah, some somebody asked oh. on Twitter it was kind of tongue in cheek, but they said, you know, are you going to put up a Louis to finish second in every major <laughs> pool? So it was uh, kind of funny, but uh, obviously his performance in majors, uh, similar to Kepka, has been uh, very very good. You'd get action on that, huh? Oh, if you put up a Louis yes, no, will he Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it wasn't just one person asking. Definitely multiple people asking. Uh, obviously, he's been a perennial runner-up here in uh, multiple majors, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll, he's able to close the deal one of these years. You could even put something up just with the, the rivalry that's going on right now off of the links with Kepka and, the, you yeah. know, the driver situation. Uh, in terms of college football, though, and NFL, I guess, so far in the futures, is there where's your most liability, if any, somewhere? For us, uh, the most liability is uh, not surprisingly going to be on the Buccaneers. Uh, I believe last year, uh, after they won the the title, uh, we opened somewhere in the twelve to one neighborhood, uh, and that has been bet down to somewhere between four to one, five to one, uh, and starting to see a little bit of money on the no. Uh, so we, we certainly found our bottom there, but uh, I would anticipate, obviously, the Bucs and the Chiefs, uh, two very popular public teams, uh, will be teams that we're looking to fade once the uh, the end of the year is done. Rams, too? Probably start to build up a little bit more as the season gets closer? Yeah, I would, uh, I'd certainly say that. Obviously, losing uh, Acres uh, was certainly yep. a big blow there. Uh, didn't really move the number, uh, just affected the MVP pool once it goes up. Um, you know, Chris Bennett, who does our NFL futures, he's not... Uh, hugely, uh, you know, tied to the running back position and doesn't think it's overly important. Uh, but yeah, obviously, given our uh, proximity to LA, I would anticipate uh, with Stafford under the gun now and Goff uh, over in Detroit um, that they would certainly be a popular play in the futures market. Has the question marks in terms of the Aaron Rodgers situation affected anything for you guys at the book? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Packers' odds have, uh, you know, drifted given the uncertainty of whether he's going to come back and play there. Um, obviously, we have the prop up in Colorado about will Aaron Rodgers, you know, who, who will his first team be. Mm -hmm. uh, the Packers were minus 140. That's now up to at least 250 the last time I checked. So, uh, you know, certainly from the betters' perspective, they believe he's going to go back there. But it'll be interesting to see, obviously, how that plays out. You know, last year, I'm glad you're here and you sparked my memory. So last year, if I remember, there were operators out here who offered like a Tom Brady first snap prop. How come it's not up? You just nobody went to gaming and want to put it up this year for yeah. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I guess it wasn't approved. Um, but for us, you know, we're, like I said, we're offering it out in uh, yeah. Colorado, but we don't have the ability to offer it. In the fun Nevada. markets. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about what kind of the next month looks for you, but we didn't get into much of the Olympics talk. What kind of will you guys be getting into when it comes to the Olympic Games? Yeah, certainly excited for the Olympics. I think uh, currently on the menu, uh, we just put up golf today. 
Um, we've got uh, Olympic soccer as well. Uh, and certainly we'll continue to add markets as we go, uh, you know, day in and day out. Uh, we'll book a lot of the major markets, whether that's basketball, baseball, hockey, things like that. You know, the, uh, the more smaller events like archery um, and track and field and some of that stuff where there's a lot of different heats and trials, uh, maybe a little bit harder to book. Um, but we'll try to get as many markets and events up there as possible. And I know you guys had to deal with the whole COVID situation throughout the course of the year with every single sport. But is there any hesitancy given the conversations that have been going on there in Tokyo and the potential cancellation of the games in order to put things up? Is that why you guys are being a little tentative and selective as you put things out there? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily the reason. You know, for us, anything that we put on our board, we want to put on our board with, uh, you know, a, a fair and respectable limit. Um, and obviously, you know, we don't necessarily have a, uh, you know, a ton of uh, Olympian odds makers, I guess you could say. So certainly just trying, to, certainly just trying to, to find the time and, uh, you know, figure out uh, the most popular events that people want to wager on. And obviously just trying to get as much up there for the public as possible, given that, uh, you know, baseball is the only major sport on the board right now. Who's grinding through swimming results? Who, who's that assignment fall on back there? That's TBD. Yeah. <laughs> Still working through it. I know that gymnastics is a judging sport, but I wish that was something I could bet on. Like, nobody does it, but yeah. I would love that. Well, Simone yeah. Biles in her uh, category would be like a minus 10,000 favorite. Yeah, right? I mean, obviously Simone Biles is yeah. just, a, just a huge, huge favorite there. And obviously Team USA, especially in the women's, would be such a big favorite. But yep. it'd be yeah. nice if we could book it. No question. What, was there anything on that U.S. women's national team game, the losing 3 nothing to Sweden? No, we didn't have anything on that okay. yet. Um, but like I said, once uh, once we get over there and we start Olympic play yeah. for both the men's and women's team, uh, we will certainly be booking both. So, like when it comes to the, these markets that you're going to be putting up, obviously the more popular ones are going to be the more recognizable sports, right? So we're talking about like golf, we're talking about basketball. I would assume like once you put up basketball, for example, that'll probably be the most popular Olympic market. That you yeah, absolutely. Have. We'll certainly be booking day of games, yeah. things like that. Um, obviously, you know which team you know will win the gold medal. Um, and then as we get into some of these ancillary events, you know, whether it's maybe the, uh, you know, the final of the 100 meters, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're looking at, you know, track and field or swimming, you know, we'll try to uh, do some of the bigger events uh, that we can that we think will generate interest. When we first got here, we were just talking about how busy it's been. And it's obviously wonderful to see given what everyone has gone through the last two years. But like how poppin' has this place been lately? And it was so busy here last night for the finals game six. Yeah, Derek was, I was talking with Derek this morning and he was commenting that, you know, the vibe in here for game six of, you know, basketball, whether it was up at Stadium Swim or here in, you know, the world's largest three-story sports book was the busiest and best vibe he'd ever seen. That's so, awesome. you know, as we kind of gear up uh, towards, you know, football and hopefully kind of coming out of this pandemic, uh, you know, we're certainly excited to see what the atmosphere is like and uh, obviously to have people, uh, you know, come in town, you know, sign up for the contest and, you know, ultimately, you know, have a great end of uh, 2021 what's the update on it oh sorry that's what i was gonna say you've got about 45 yeah. seconds what's the update on the contest absolutely so uh you know derek and all his glory we're guaranteeing 10 million between the circa million three and the circus survivor contest you know all of the details can be found on uh, circusports.com but uh as i was just leaving the office we're getting close to one million dollars uh in buy-ins um, and for you math majors out there, that leaves a little more than $9 million, uh, in current overlay. So uh, certainly plus EV for all the betters. Uh, it's a no-rate contest, $1,000 to buy in. Um, you know, we, we'd love to have people come out, check it out, uh, see our properties, and, uh, you know, get in what we think are two of the best football contests in the city. Yes. Got to get in on that. Thank you so much for the time. That's Jeff Benson, Sportsbook Operations Manager here at Circa. Give him a follow at Jeffrey Benson. 12. Stay with us here on the Nightcap. Plenty more to come on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.